Did you know that your dog's nose print is as unique as a human fingerprint? That's right. Each dog's nose has a distinct pattern of creases and lines. It's so unique that it could actually be used to identify them. That is such a cool fact. I would have never known that, but now I'm going to go and check out my dog's noses to see if they look the same or not. <laughs> Welcome to the Dog Moms. We're thrilled to have you all listening today because we have something truly unique lined up. I'm really excited for this one. Something that promises to not just wag tails, but also calm minds. This is something I need, right, Amber? That's right, Chrissy. And today we are exploring a topic that's gaining traction in the pet community, but it's still a bit under the radar. I know that I had not heard about this before. So I'm excited because we're talking about meditation with your dog today. I am so excited for this because it's a topic that not only benefits our furry friends, but also brings peace and mindfulness to us. We are their humans. And who better than to guide us through this than today's special guest, Almeri Santos. That's right. Almeri is a renowned meditation teacher who's pioneering the practice of meditation with dogs. She's going to share some tips, techniques, and the wonderful benefits that come from this harmonious bonding experience. It's going to be a transformative episode, folks. Hang in there. It's going to be a big one. I'm really excited for this. It's something that I think everyone needs to stop and pause and get a moment with their dog in a new way. So light a calming lavender candle, find a quiet spot with your pup, and get ready to take a deep cleansing breath because I know that I could use that. That's right. <sighs> I'm taking a deep breath just hearing this. So Chrissy, I want to check in. How are you doing today? I, this is going to be a great episode for both of us. I just need that deep breathing and calming mindset. I want to check in and see how you're doing with your dogs today. You know, everything's been pretty good, but I feel that today it was meant to be that we're doing this interview because I'm not going to live and having some anxiety lately. Mm -hmm. um, things have been ramping up a little bit on my end with between family and, you know, the holidays is right around the corner and um, some travel and man, it's just, you know, you can probably see the background right now. It's a little messy. And um, when things start to feel out of sorts, that's when I feel out of sorts. And so um, it's it's a perfect day to have this kind of guest come in and help maybe do a little bit of a mental reset. Yeah. Um, but everyone else is good. All the dogs are healthy. Um, Fuji got over a teeny ear infection that he was fighting, but I luckily got ahead of it. And we're kind of about to pack up and just get on for another week of travel. So it's a lot right now, but I'm excited yeah. to kind of dive in and how I can kind of help keep the peace. Yeah, that's a lot for you to juggle. And I think that's why this episode is so great. You know, at first when I saw, you know, we, we were going to be talking about meditation with our dog. I was like, how is that even, how does that even work? Right. Because yeah, if I, yeah. how am I supposed to have a calm, relaxing mindset when I've got like my dogs going everywhere and the dogs barking and all that stuff. And so I will say I was a bit skeptical of being able to do that, but, um, talking with her and learning more about how just being with your dog is just something that like, that it's kind of changed my mindset. And I'm really Really looking forward to today's episode for that. But without further ado, we should probably introduce our guest. So our guest today is the brilliant Almeri Santos. She's not just a meditation teacher. She's also a consulting hypnotist and a Reiki master. So yeah, so I have travel coming up and just a bunch of things going on. You can see my house is a little messy, so I'm feeling a little chaotic. My anxiety is a little high. I'm really looking forward to talking to her so I can help kind of maybe bring some peace to my world. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be a really great episode. I know I need some of that calming mindset as well. So without further ado, let's go talk to our guest and see what we can learn from her today. Our guest today is the brilliant Almarie Santos. She's not just any meditation teacher. She's also a consulting hypnotist and a Reiki master. That's right. And with a multifaceted background like hers, Almeri knows how to tailor a meditation practice to meet individual needs. She believes that your meditation practice should feel as comfortable as your favorite cozy blanket. That sounds so mm, good. I was going to say that's, that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to combine her rich experience in meditation, teaching, hypnosis, and Reiki to offer a curated pathway for people and their pets to develop and sustain their own mindfulness practice. How cool is that? And the best part, Almeri is here to share how you can extend this enriching practice to your furry companion. So it's not just about keeping tails wagging, but also about fostering a deeper, more meaningful bond with your pup. Now, before we jump to the interview, let's hear a few words from Almeri herself about her meditation practices with dogs. People aren't the only ones who can cultivate a mindful presence. I have learned that animals can benefit from meditation too. I am Almeida Santos, and a few years ago, I took my certification to become an animal Reiki practitioner. The Reiki master who was training me was living in a remote area at a donkey sanctuary. There were more than 40 donkeys there, and many cats too. The property was a refuge for animals who had been abused and traumatized. The entire sanctuary was beautiful, serene, and spacious. As we moved through the training, I saw the animals and how they were responding to the energy exchange. They would come closer and closer as we made the energy offerings. Shy animals would begin to relax and trust us over time, and I could feel the shift I could feel the animals starting to rejoice and settle into a more peaceful flow. Today, you will learn to use meditation to create a deeper level of connection with your pet. This energetic exchange happens when you feel more grounded, then your animal companion will reflect your centeredness. Together, Using meditation, you can begin to merge into the flow of life force energy with your pet. Well, Ameri, welcome to the show. And to kick things off, could you give our listeners a brief overview of what meditation with dogs entails and everything that it encompasses? Well, that's going to be a surprise every single time you do it. (laughs) 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 Because... um, I think the first and most important thing about meditating with your dogs is to understand that they will come to you um, when when you invite them and you should let them be the ones choosing to be with you or not. Hmm. I love that, adding some choice and consent with your dogs into meditation. And then you probably see that the dogs are kind of going with your energy that you're bringing as well, right? Oh, Amber, you're absolutely right. It's all about reading your your dog's energy and understanding where they are at and what they have to offer at that time. Now, why would somebody want to step into the world of meditation with their dogs? I kind of get an idea of why you'd want to do it for yourself, 
But why would you want to pair it with your pet? So I have a question for you. Okay, good. Why do you think someone would want to meditate for themselves? Um, For me personally, it would be to reduce anxiety because that is a pretty big proponent of my life. And so I deal with a lot of that currently. And so that would be a very attractive feature to put into my life. I love what you just said. First of all, because it put us all on the same place as humans and and the emotions we are dealing with. So I'm going to tell you one thing. Um, Meditation does not create a solution for anxiety, neither Mm -hmm. on you or on your pet. But meditation opens this space for you to be with yourself, to understand Mm -hmm. what's going on with yourself. And as dog people, I should say pet people, animal lovers, we all understand that our um, companions, our animal companions, know much more about life than we do. Hmm. Because they know the very, the very basics of well-being, which is presence, celebration or joy or gratitude. Can you give me an example of when you know your dog is grateful? Oh, that's funny. After It's so funny, but after a meal, for my dogs at least, Amber, I don't know about you, but after a meal, my dogs always come up to me. Almost mm. in a way, like after they're done with their meal, they come they come find me and check in with me. Like, yeah. I swear it's a moment of, of gratitude. I don't know why. It's just, yeah, that's how I've I read it. Yeah, I've never really thought about like those moments with my dog where after feeding time where they come and they like want to rub on me and roll all over the floor or after a walk we get home and they like they're all like they all have like the wiggles and they they want to include me in it too and so I've never really thought about that as my dog being grateful I kind of just always saw it as like they're happy they're excited you know they enjoyed their meal I'm always every time they do that little like happy roll on me after a meal I think like, oh, did you have a good meal? Like, was that tasty? Right. I've never, never thought about it as like my dog being grateful. That's a really interesting way to look at it. I really love what both uh, what both of you just mentioned because one very simple thing that can help us with anxiety is to turn the focus on gratitude. And people mm-hmm. sometimes, I've been teaching meditation for over a decade now, and I do a lot of my trainings with corporate or training doctors and hospital and nurses. And some of those environments are difficult for people to connect with gratitude. And then I say, what are you grateful for? And they say, you know, my life, my family, which is all wonderful. But how about mm-hmm. the little things? How about the little wigging of the tail? Because yeah, I want right, to know right. that I'm grateful that you're here to take care of me. Mm. Right? So I think your dog can either, you can either be sitting to meditate with your dog and setting an intention to focus on gratitude but you can also be looking at your dog or walking with your dog or, or noticing what they are doing to acknowledge you yeah. and how grateful they are for you. <laughs> mm. So what do you do in a situation where you feel a lot of pressure from the animals around you to do and to be and to give? And that in itself can be very stressful on someone. It is. It is so, I agree with you. Right. How do you find that? common ground there where maybe you're, and I think Amber, you can relate to that a little bit as well. We have animals that ask a lot of us and then 
that also should be our source for peace and happiness and comfort. But sometimes you get pulled in 50 different directions. Um, what would you recommend for a relationship and that's on those sort of moments when you kind of feel a little bit chaotic? You know, you just said the most important word of everything you said, and that word is relationship. And as in any relationship, might it be with your pets, with your plants, with your friends, with your romantic partners, it doesn't matter. A relationship is a place where we grow, where we learn about ourselves and about others. And that's the same with your pet. So, for example, Amy, uh, the dog I just showed you, the Sheltie, she is only two years old and she is, I want to be careful the way I choose the words, she's very shy and she's mm -hmm. very demanding and she is, might be a Sheltie um, animal trait, she's very attached. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. The, the dog that cannot be away from you. Mm -hmm presence all the time looks at you with that look that makes you feel guilty why are you not oh. taking the walk? yeah yeah <laughs> and i think that the dog will do whatever the dog will do it's about you mm. In my case i needed to come to peace with myself to say i love this dog to pieces but i have to get work done right right i love right. this more than anything i have ever loved in my life but i I have other things that I have to get done. Mm -hmm. The fact that I'm not attending to let's go play, let's go to walk every single time the dog asks me for it doesn't mean that I'm a, a bad dog person. That's yeah. right. So it's a piece that we have to find within ourselves. I am so sure I can say this with 100% certainty that both of you are amazing dog people. Your heart. <laughs> Thank <no> you. <laughs> I don't feel like it lately, but I, I appreciate that. You are. And I know that no matter what, if anything was ever to happen to that dog who you now have under your responsibility, you would do anything you yeah. can. Sometimes we do even what we cannot. I'm going to give you an example. I had just bought a house. I'm I'm a single mother and self-employed, so buying a property in Toronto, Canada is, wow. is a big deal, right? Wow. Yeah. And, you know, it's an old house, and old houses come with things for you to worry about. And two months into buying the house, Miso, my cat, ate a piece of the carpet that oh, got no. stuck into his gut. Oh, my God. And oh, how scary. It was right at the midst of COVID. So here I am, 5 a.m. With, with, this, with this cat in my arms, freezing in the middle of January. They wouldn't let us in the vet clinic because of COVID. Oh, right. And, the, and then and the lady says, go wait and we'll tell you what has to be done. And what had to be done was a deposit of $3,800. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, I think I think we've all been there as pet parents for sure. And like, you those... do anything. You go yeah. to her mm -hmm. credits. You ask. You ask your family or your friends. So, do not doubt your love and your devotion mm -hmm. to this dog just because in that moment when the dog is pushing you, I want to play. I want to go for That's a walk. Right. It, it, you know, you are a good a good dog person. Find uh, that security. And within the goodness that you have in your heart, because I know you do have it. 
<laughs> that's that's very encouraging and I feel really like is. I feel like your presence just kind of brings like this I, this, I like, feel very good right now <laughs> I know I just like I, I feel like calming calm. presence yeah I feel very calm and like I hope confident. you have a podcast as well because I'm just right? gonna listen to you for the rest <laughs> just, of the day please I just need you playing in my ear at all times <laughs> so we Amber and I both deal with anxiety and we have for a long time and we also do a lot with our dogs and our pets and so um, you know, that's something that I never thought of, but it just kind of like the idea of meditation yeah. is something that I would really probably enjoy to include with my dogs, especially if it takes away all the distractions around me, you know, something yeah, like that. I, what are I, some, if, if it helps at all. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So what are some of the first things that one would do with their pet to start the role and the process of meditation? So how about we disconstruct this whole thing about meditation first? Um, Many years ago, when I started with this, meditation wasn't so cool and trendy. <laughs> <laughs> now it is, thank goodness. Right. And But there's still a lot of misconceptions about meditation that you're going to sit cross-legged for half an hour. That's a hard one to take, especially mm -hmm. if you're starting. And the same is true if you're going to start a practice with your pet, with your dog. So I'm I'm a huge believer in small doses mm. or mi microdosing. Let's so let's microdose the meditation with your pet. Um, it is we have enough scientific research, if anyone Google's it, to understand that music can help calm mm. the dog. So if you find a playlist, either free or whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter where you get your music from, but if if you find relaxing music that your pet enjoys, you can start by playing a little bit of relaxing music. And then the second thing is you find a place to sit that is comfortable for you, that you know in the next one minute, two minutes, three minutes, whatever it is the time that you set out to meditate, you're not going to be interrupted. Mm -hmm. When you That's sit true. up, preferably in a position that you're upright, or if you're lying on, on the carpet, your dog will come to you. Hmm. Because, at, you know, just a, a few minutes ago, you mentioned about how you are already feeling a little bit more relaxed during this conversation. And the reason for that is the three of us are here together and we are sharing the energy in this video call. And the same thing will happen between you and your pet. Hmm. You you choose a little a spot, whatever spot is in your house, or if you're out and it's nice and beautiful outside and you can be outside with your pet and you focus on breathing. You breathe now in when, and you breathe right. out. Your pet will come. The music's playing. You set up a minute or two or three. I would say that's more than enough. And you have the clear intention to be there with them, calming yourself. Hmm. And we call that a meditation. Now, do you have a guide for how to breathe and things of that that would help people follow? Yes. Um, there are many ways of going to calm, but how about the three of us do something very simple now? Okay. So the three of us just take a nice and slow breath into our nose. We count to two and we let it out. And then we do it once more. We take a nice and deep breath into our nose and we count to one, two, three. And we let it out. And we do one, one last time. 
But this time, we go just a tiny little bit deeper. Take a nice and deep and slowly and gentle breath into your nose. And you let it all out. Feels really you, good. You are <laughs> the magic. It does feel good. The power I, is I'm within like you. looking to see like are my animals, they're all sleeping behind me. <laughs> I but actually believe is in there that. is there a way that when you are meditating, like I imagine if, if people wanting to meditate, but they're like thinking they want their animal involved. If you're see, not seeing your pet come over, I imagine your suggestion would be don't call them and try to get them to be involved because it's, again, like their consent and their choice to come be involved. But is there a way for you to know that it is impacting your animal as well, that it's going to be um, sharing mutual energy? Is there some signs you could look for? You are going to notice that your dog will lie down and your dog will stop breathing through their mouth. They will close their mouth. Hmm. The moment your dog closes its mouth, it means that it's breathing through, through the nose. And that means that the, all the working systems in the body of the dog is finding harmony. Hmm. That's when they calm down. So I wanted to ask you, for those people who are new to meditation, um, and they're trying to take these breaths and trying meditation for the first time with their dog. Do you have any specific techniques or tips for people that are getting started and they want to do this more with their dog? Yes. Um, if you are out there wondering, oh my gosh, I would love to meditate with my dog. My suggestion is, uh, first of all, be very kind with yourself because if you are new to meditation, um, the worst thing that you can do is to have this expectations <laughs> that you're going to sit and stay for 30 minutes and your mm. dog's going to be there with you and he won't bark or she won't run away. None of that is true because you don't have control of that. So start your practice in a very simple and easy way just by uh, centering yourself. And the way you find that center is by breathing slowly, maybe at least hmm. um, three or four deep breaths in and out. Right. It helps if you count your breath. You can count, start from two and then three and then four and the same, the same inhale and exhale. So you make them the same size and hmm. the same length and the same intensity. And as we mentioned about music, if you like music, if playing relaxing music is your thing, go for it. The only thing I would say um, is stay away from smell mm, because the dog point. might be allergic to essential dog oils. Dog TV has or, relaxing playlists for dogs, so that's a so nice avenue. Wonderful. You know where to find it. Just uh, uh, I know we we sometimes think of you know, diffuser and incense, which are mm. just amazing, but dogs are usually allergic to those. So if you are creating your environment to meditate, just be aware of smells and also be consistent. Dogs, um, especially if you are if you are training them, they need consistency. So if you are going to meditate two minutes or three minutes a day, make that your commitment with your animal companion that you are going to sit with them in a relaxing mode with the intention of being focused on that relaxation for three minutes every day and try to do it at the same time. So say your schedule, you have to get out of the house for work or whatever it is, and maybe three minutes before 
uh, breakfast or after breakfast, no. whatever time works for you. Just make that consistent. The, the one thing mm. is it's good to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's after. a good thing. You know, it's interesting. Kidding. You're mentioning being consistent and kind of adding it into your schedule. And that's something that I think as pet parents, we tend to think, okay, I have to schedule their walk, their feed time, their play time, all of these things. Even their downtime, sometimes we put them in the crate with like a toy or a bone. But I don't think that we often think about scheduling in our head or making sure we have set aside time for just being and meditating with our dog. And that's something that I imagine not only helps us, but helps our connection with our dog, helps us feel a deeper relationship with our dog. Do you think that it could potentially also help our dog with things they're dealing with, like anxiety that they might have or anything like that? Yes. Um, I find that to be an interesting point with pets because the way they communicate with us uh, is obviously different than we communicate with other companions. And we don't know what is causing our dogs to be anxious, but I dare say that sometimes we, in our anxiousness, rubs against them. So they will feel the way we are feeling and they will portray that. And I'm saying this because I also have a animal Reiki certification, which means that I am trained to do energy work with pets. And the way I became a Reiki, um, animal Reiki practitioner was I went to a farm that was a dog sanctuary. You know, all of the animals that were abused wow. or neglected were sent to this sanctuary. And uh, most of them died there. And we had to be there at the moment of their transition and, uh, uh, you know, support wow. them with the energy work. And you could feel the energy coming. As I'm sure you, as a dog parent, as a dog person, as an animal right. lover, can also feel the energy of your animals. So um, be very aware of, of energy because... Yeah, Just because so you true. can't see doesn't mean that isn't wow. there. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine how that energy with the different animals in the sanctuary must have felt. Did you find that doing meditation with those animals and, and focusing on the different energy there really helped you and the animals get through that difficult scenario? You know, um, I love that you, Ember, um, have this clarity of mind about how the animals help us and how we help them and how the connection between your love for them can strengthen mm -hmm. as you spend time in intimacy, the intimacy of silence with them. Because to be very honest, when I did my training and I was supporting the animals as they were dying and all of that, you can see many of the most important lessons of life conditional love patience joy friendship all of those we can look yeah. at our pets and learn those lessons just by the way they That's are so and they exist in our lives mm -hmm. and that is healing our animals bring healing to us just by being as they are existing as in this lifetime as they do and they, and they exist as the most 
pure expression yeah. of unconditional love because they don't care if the color mm-hmm. of your skin or how much money you have in your bank account or if yeah. it's important or not. They just look at you and love you and accept you. They're there to play with you. It's true, and, and we get hung up in that. We get hung up in those those are, in those tangible things of life that at the end of the day don't really matter in a relationship between you and your pet. At least to your pet's point That's of view. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. We that always so want to be doing more, buy the better things or be the better person or do the more, do more. And at the end of the day, I tell people like Amber – I think we've talked about this before is like, just find a great way to hang out with your dog. Don't put yourself in having so much pressure to do and be and excel. And your dog um, loves all those things, but it also just kind of wants to be in your presence and be with you. So Chrissy, tell me how, how many of your friends do you have beside you right now? They are. (laughs) And they I know. are all there with you. That's so and true. <laughs> once my family comes home, then we're just, complete and that's it. It's so yeah. funny. So Trust it's, me, it's so funny. I like it. It's a small circle. I'm very happy here. <laughs> yeah. Amri, it's so funny you mentioned that they're just so content being with you because so I'm currently in the basement of my house and my husband is upstairs with our newborn and I have three dogs, one laying at my feet, one laying down there, one laying back there and my cats as well. They chose. They all chose to come down into the basement while I'm recording this to come just sit next to me. Like they, they're not getting anything. I'm not giving them anything. I'm not doing anything with them. I'm just being here, and they're just content being close to me. Cats too. My cats too. <laughs> yeah, I have Miso up the yeah, up the window wow, and Amy right. on my on my feet. <laughs> And it's, it's wow, I outside. have a dog. Oh, guys, you have so much be. space. And they're like, nope, we're going to be right in your six yeah, radius at all times. <laughs> you know, going back to talking about like them being grateful, I think that that's something that like we take for granted too, where we can see like they're just grateful being near us. And I know lately I've been really hard on myself because I have a newborn and I just don't have the time or energy or physical capability to do things with them that I used to do. But thinking about just like spending a couple minutes a day, just being with them and they're grateful and happy for that too. And so I think we need to give ourselves grace and, and realize that sometimes just being with them is all that they, and that we need as well. Yeah. You know, um, uh, it's interesting you say that because I believe there's a lot of other mothers out there going through the same the mm-hmm. same phase. They have a, a, a baby, and you know that's <laughs> I have a mother that requires that's a true. lot of your time. That's true. <laughs> and then you yeah. have a dog, or more than one in your case. So how how do you balance all of that? I think that's a that's. That's that's another interesting. Absolutely, yes. it's it is a lot. It is a lot. Yes, <laughs> it is a lot. For especially for Amber, she has a newborn, so there's a lot of pressure everywhere. And for me, I've got you know to be perfectly honest, I have more anxiety coming up today than I've ever had in months, hmm. and I don't know why. And so, I think it's just because there's a lot of changes and just life in general can be out of your hands sometimes. And, um, I just like, this was meant to happen in this episode mm-hmm. today because I needed to hear this and I have to be so honest. 
I haven't felt this like, I guess you would say grounded. I don't know the terminology. Um, I wouldn't, I really haven't felt this grounded in a long time. So this is such a wow. good feeling. You have brought that into this. That energy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I feel, I feel like a, a so if you could just fresh come air. to my house and um, live with me, that'd be great. Oh my gosh. We're both in into a little secret. When I received the invitation from you to be a part of this, hmm. I had the biggest smile on my face. Like that. There's so many cool people out there doing cool, cool stuff. Yes. <laughs> and I get to be a part oh, of it. Great. And so grateful for, for you guys, for what you're doing. And that's the energy I'm coming to bringing to this session. And then let's just hmm. put that now into the perspective of a pet. They just want mm-hmm. to, to enjoy life. They don't ruminate about the past they don't anticipate the future they're just if you wanted a lesson on how to yeah, be in the so present true. moment your pet so is there true. To teach you. so if people want to get involved and want to take those first steps and would love to learn from you specifically is there a way that people can do that today um yeah is there resources that they can right go now? to and and Um, there are a bunch of um, if you if you want to do the stuff that is available for free, and if you type dog meditation on your search engine, you're gonna find all of you know short videos, how to meditate with your pet. I encourage you okay. who wants to start to find your own way. Nobody knows your pet better than you do. Nobody knows your schedule mm-hmm. and your avail- availability more than you do. And no, no one knows better what. But if one has a hard time separating the chaotic you. brain from meditation, is there a specific resource or place that we could go to to learn from that you that you particularly like or like their content? Um, there is a there's a I can find that here for you. There's a summer dog. It is a. website for animal meditation only and uh, the person who does it actually I I took my training when I 10 years ago when I became a meditation teacher I took my training yeah we'll be sure to to link that uh, at the end of the show so people can have a resource to go to to check things out I think that would be really useful because I think for me I really enjoy the idea of it but I do struggle with like practicing trying to stay on track of the of the reducing the chaos that yeah. want or just my brain. brain. Sometimes my brain doesn't want to shut off for more than a second. <laughs> That's right. And then when we do get a chance to shut off, usually there's an animal that could possibly be interjecting. Yeah. So or a baby. <laughs> or a baby. And I have a six year old, so I get it. And it's usually <sighs> that's usually it. Mom, look at this. She's at the look at this stage. Mom, look at this. Look at this so. <laughs> okay. So there's summadog.com. That's great. Has wow, that's awesome. They're all free and open for anyone who short as well. So very short meditations. So S-A-M-A-Dog.com. So summadog. Cool. Uh, that's that's great. Cool is, there, is there a cool way for our listeners to be able to learn more about what you do and your, and your teachings a little bit? Um, uh, my Instagram is Modern Meditators. My website is ModernMeditators.com. That's wonderful. Um, I'm here for you if you need me. 
please feel free to reach out. Oh, I'm always great. happy to talk to. I had a great people. time talking Absolutely. with you today. I can't I know. thank Can we you do this enough every day? <laughs> for being here because I feel like at the same time I just got a really deep like strength from within that I haven't felt in a minute, which was it just I feel really good right now. I do. So thank you. I think you really brought that energy and my dogs definitely feel it too because <laughs> yeah. they're all sleeping at my feet. Dog and remember one thing: acceptance. Well, I need I needed this episode today, so I really really appreciate you coming on the show. I think I'm gonna like listen to it again tomorrow and the next day because I need to. As a reminder, yeah, it's definitely. I think more dog parents need that. Thank both of you for what you do, for being the person that each of you are, for the love you have for your for your animal companions, and I please. Hear me out. Mm. Know that you are an inspiration. Oh, we're trying. We You're so sweet. Like, thank you. We you. need more of you. I'm from Brazil, a country where, mm. unfortunately, we have nothing but stray dogs. And some of them will never have a chance. And here I am talking to two wonderful ladies who are giving their love and their care. Even though they have kids, even though they have other things to do, they're still extending their their love and compassion. Wow. Thank you. Society. And we're so grateful for oh, you. And that's a beautiful way to look at it. That's great. Yeah. Wow. I have yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much, man. This has just been such a blessing to both of us, honestly. And I, I know that our listeners are going to get a lot from this as well. Yeah. Be sure to follow modern meditators, correct? On your social media platforms there. Great. So that's great. So be sure to follow her and learn some of the great ways that she helps you and your pet because we definitely learned a lot today. I hope you did too. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was so wonderful. <laughs> that was so good. Well, thank you so much to Amari for giving us a little taste of meditation with our dogs. I know I'm feeling so much more relaxed and in a better mindset, and I'm sure you are too, Chrissy. But we do have some questions from our listeners that I'd love to get to. So Kevin from Los Angeles says, hi there. Love your podcast. Thank you, Kevin. We're so appreciative of you listening to our podcast. I'm curious about crate training. How did you successfully crate train your dogs? And do you have any advice for making the crate a more positive space? That's a great question. I know Chrissy and I both love using crates. They are such a beneficial tool. I know. You know, I had someone recently actually like, like diss me because I talked about using my dog, like putting my dog in a crate. And I think yeah, really I mean, I think it's like people maybe use it as a punishment, which is where you run into issues, right? right? And so that's where people think, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. I also think they think it's like um, a bad space. They think it's like you know, they think of like you know the old school like zoos, animals in crates, and they're they're just terribly sad. It's not the situation. I will say, guys, right now behind me, I have three crates that are open, and my dog is sleeping in it with it open. So. That's actually a great lead into the question because how would you make it a positive space by making it your dog's safe zone, right? Having it comfy and cozy for them. And I feed my dogs in my crates. I make sure that if they get special treats or bones, they always get it in their crates. And the crate for my dogs is a space where when they are in their crate, that's their own personal space where the other dogs, no people, the cats don't bother them. So that's their special spot. I think it's a great point. And, you know, one thing that I love to use is like it's also transcends into your adventures with your dog. So we use crates when we travel. 
And yeah. that's really going to be safe because like everyone says, well, why would you do that? My dog wants to just like lay in the back seat. I'm like, that's fun until your car rolls or yeah. something happens tragically. You're going to be grateful that you had your dog secured. And so I really do like that. I mean, the work that we do kind of, you know, we need to have our dogs in a space where they can kind of like, you know, meditate and kind of come yeah, back to Zen so between that's their so work true. with performances and whatnot. But even as a pet, I just think it's a good thing to do if you're leaving the home and you're not sure what's going to happen you should definitely utilize a crate or um, some sort of confined space to protect. Yeah. Your dog. And, and to Kevin's question, like, you know, it, it takes time. It's not like you put your dog in a crate and they're immediately going to love it. And so your dog might, but, you know, take, take time to make sure that it does become a positive association for them. So doing things like I mentioned, feeding them, giving them special treats in it, um, and then giving them the choice to go in it and get rewarded and then come out. So it's not always having to go in and be locked up and make sure that you're not using it as a punishment um, or any, anything like that. That's not what a crate should be for. Um, but we do have some other questions to jump to. So Chrissy, why don't you take the next question? Yes. The next one is Sandra from Seattle. I used to live out in Whidbey Island. So pretty close to you out there. Um, this is a good question. I'm, I'm excited for this one. It says, Chrissy and Amber, I'm a health nut and I extend that to my dog's lifestyle as well. What kind of diet or supplements do you provide for your dogs to keep them in tip top shape? Also, any exercise routines? Loaded question. So much to pour out here. Um, the first thing I always love to say, and I think Amber can agree, every dog is different. You need to go and consult with your vet to be sure that anything that you decide to put your dog on, supplements, food, diet change, whatever it may be, might be a good idea just to clear it with them. They're going to know your dog's case better than any of us would today. But I will have a couple shout out moments for me. I love using Rogue Pet Science. I use their – Rogue Pet Science is a um, scientifically formulated um, – absolutely brilliant line of supplements. I use their five in one, which is a great all around supplement. So I like to give them kind of that full body care as well as joint skin and gut. Um, and then on top of that, I, uh, I feed a couple different dry foods actually. Um, right now I'm between spot and tango and I also use Purina. Now, Amber, yeah, you have an interesting way of feeding your dogs, <laughs> right? I do. Well, so my dogs, they I, I will start with the supplements. So I do use supplements from a brand called Native Pet. Um, and they are, I'm a huge fan of them because they, they are very limited ingredient, all natural ingredients. And so you're not going to read anything on any labels and wonder what it is. It's just very basics. Um, and it's all natural as well. And I'm a huge fan of their supplements because I've seen the difference in my dogs. So I use their probiotics. I use their omega oil, but they also have some other supplements I'm a huge fan of. Um, and one of them is a relief chew. And so that has anti-inflammatory properties, which has been super helpful for my older dogs and for my dog whiskey when we're competing in sports. Every single time we're doing activities or hiking, I give them those because it just helps with any inflammation. And they also have a calming treat as well that I'm a huge fan of. It's been really helpful for me with a new baby. And it's really helpful whenever any of my dogs just kind of take a back seat um, that has like melatonin in it. And oh, it's yeah. just all natural, but it works really well. And I've seen a huge difference in my dogs. But when it comes to their food, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of natural ingredients as well. Um, I give my dogs Stella and Chewy's freeze-dried raw food mostly. Um, and then what I will do is I will 
switch up kibbles for them so they don't get the same kibble all the time. Um, and that kind of helps my dogs with their stomachs be able to handle new things, which I've found be super helpful. And then, of course, I like to add lots of fruits and veggies that are safe for dogs into their treats and into their Kongs um, because I really try to give them as many whole foods as possible as part of their meal and as part of their enrichment. So try to give you as much of that yeah. in a short there, period of time. <laughs> there's so much to pour out with this question. And I think just to end that again, there's so much out there, but do your research and talk to professionals if they can help you make better decisions. And as for exercise routines, I my weekends are their off time, so they rest. Um, I like to do a couple days of what I call like passive workouts, like hiking. So it's low key, it's low, low impact. Yeah. Um, and a couple times a week, maybe two to three, we do a higher impact disc and things like that. And in, in between that, just at home, especially when it's raining, like today, we do our trick training sessions. I am not perfect by any means. Some days we don't get to it and some days we do, but we just keep it short and sweet and manageable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know we have one more question to get to. Okay. All right. And our last question is from Sophie from San Francisco. She says, hi, Chrissy and Amber. I'm planning a road trip with my golden retriever, Leo. Yay. So fun. I know you both love to travel with your dogs. Do you have any tips for making the journey more comfortable and enjoyable for the both of us? Or do you have any dog friendly destinations that you would recommend? Well, I'm so excited for you, Sophie. That sounds like a really fun time. I want to go. Um, I know. I love going on road trips with my dogs. Chrissy and I have been on road trips I together love road with tripping our dogs. with you. So it was really fun. Lots of singing Taylor Swift in the car. Um, yes. <laughs> but um, I would say tips, you know, we have shared lots of tips before. Uh, both Chrissy and I would both suggest a safe space for your dog, a safe uh, crash-tested crate or harness for your dog um, and making sure that you prep them a little bit ahead of time. But I would say um, dog-friendly destinations, if you're not familiar with Sniff Spot, that's a great, great way to look up places you can explore with your dog if you want a place by yourself. Um, one thing I like to do when I'm traveling is I use the app called All Trails and you could filter um, dog-friendly lo- locations or trails, which will help you find parks and places that you could go to that are all dog-friendly. So you can kind of put that. that filter on there. But. And if you're in like some cool cities or towns, check out Bring Fido because they'll show you some like yeah, that's places a good one right too. within cities that will just like say, hey, it's a dog-friendly bar or cafe or kind of get, and it gives you some real feedback. That's like, hey, we went there with our dog. It was excellent or eh, maybe not so much. Or Yeah, like, you know, I totally forgot about it, but Bring Fido is actually like huge. It's a great way to kind of like just explore the new place you're going to. So yeah, lots of apps, Sniff Spot, Bring Fido, All Trails, lots of different ways for you to find cool places to enjoy with so your dog. Good luck on your trip and be sure to bring a good first aid kit just in case. And obviously um, we travel a lot. So feel free to reach out with us if you have any more questions on traveling with your dog. Well, that was a really fun episode, but it's the end of today's episode for the Dog Moms podcast. But we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode as much as we did and got some extra special little tips and tidbits for meditating with your dog. We want to thank our amazing guest, Amere Santos, for talking with us. And we also want to thank you guys for tuning in and for sending us your questions. We love hearing from you and learning more about your dogs. So keep those questions coming. We absolutely love to hear from you. And if you like this episode, please leave us a review, subscribe, like, follow, share all the good things. You can also follow us on our social media accounts for more updates and content.
And don't forget to check out our website, dogtv.com slash the dog moms for more information, for resources, all things dog mom, and to send us your questions. We are so excited for you guys listening to this episode, and we hope to hear from you all really soon. Until next time, we want you to stay positive and have a wonderful day with your furry friends. Bye. Dog moms, dog moms, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you?